Hello, welcome to Carmelite Conversations. This is Frances Harry. In our world, we are lacking peace. Sin is the obstacle to peace within ourselves and in the world. Our community recently had a presentation on Our Lady, Queen of Peace by Herb Edwards, a longtime member of the Secular Order of Discalced Carmelites and also one who has served in the military. In his presentation, he defines the word peace and even brings up the Dayton Peace Accord, since our community is in Dayton, Ohio. And the chapel that is on the military base is Our Lady Queen of Peace. Then he goes into talking about Our Lady as Queen and what the popes say about her queenship, what the encyclicals are on Mary as Queen. Even the masses, um, that address Mary as Queen and how peace is the constant prayer of the church in so many ways. So in this peaceless time, I invite you to listen in on Herb Edwards' presentation on Our Lady Queen of Peace. And so obviously we all chose Our Lady Queen of Peace, which is very appropriate since one of the uh, uh, models of military is peace through strength. Of course, the strength we have is from the Holy Spirit. Um, let's see. At the same time, it was alleged our Blessed Mother would have been appearing at a small uh, village in Bosnia, Herzegovina, with daily messages to six children since June 24th, 1981, the uh, birthday of John the Baptist. John the Baptist. Her mission was to bring peace to the world through faithfulness to Jesus. She became known there as the Queen of Peace. Also, the Franciscans had a, um, a significant role in supporting the children in Mary's message. And knowing this, I asked Father Sam, since he was a Franciscan, whether he had whether there was a connection between the title he put in the bulletin, Medjugorje. And he said, no, he didn't know anything about Medjugorje. Knowing Father Sam, I still wonder. Great, great, great priest. Fast forward to April 6, 1992 through December 14, 1995, there was a terrible war in that area. Um, there, were, there was much damage around uh, Medjugorje, and they had a huge church on the hill. It was a great target. There, there was never any, um, they had no impact on them. Then to the other surprise of most people, Dayton was chosen for the Bosnian peace talks, or as it came known as the Dayton Accords. Now, what was, the, what was the reason that Dayton was chosen, since there are many, many other places that could have had these talks? It struck me that Mary, highlighted as the Queen of Peace in the heart of Bosnia, would choose a, a community that also honored her as Queen of Peace. Obviously, I cannot prove this, but uh, this connection has always stayed with me. Now, let's look at Mary's role as Queen of Peace. First, what do we mean by peace? According to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, the world's definition, Peace is a state of tranquility or quiet, such as freedom from civil disturbance or disquieting thoughts or emotions or harmony in personal relations. However, from a biblical perspective, the word relies heavily on the Hebrew word sim, which means to be complete or to be sound. Inner peace, therefore, is a wholeness of mind and spirit. It is a whole heart at rest and has little to do with external surroundings. St. Paul writes in Philippians 4.7, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And Jesus states his last recourse in John 14, 25 to 27. 
This much have I told you while I am still with you. The paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I told you. Peace is my farewell to you. My peace is my gift to you. I do not give it to you as the world gives peace. We know through scripture, peace is one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. So it's only through the Holy Spirit we can have the peace that surpasses all understanding. That peace that calms the depth of our heart and soul that the world cannot give. Our mother Mary is the spouse of the Holy Spirit and the mother of our Lord Jesus certainly also wishes to bring this peace through us through example, intercession and the presence. Now let's explore Mary's role as queen. Let's start with King Solomon's mother Bathsheba in 1 King 19. And I quote, then Bathsheba went to King Solomon to speak to him for Adonijah. And the king stood up to meet her and paid her homage. Then he sat down upon his throne and the throne was provided for the king's mother who sat at his right. In those times when a person had an audience with the king, he bowed down and could be rewarded, killed or imprisoned depending on the circumstances, including what the king had to eat that day. But here is King Solomon, not only giving his mother an audience, but rising to pay her homage. Furthermore, he gave her a throne on his right. The place of honor is due to the queen mother and not one of his many wives. So the place of honor as a queen has roots in the Old Testament. The title of Mary as queen has been a tradition in the church since at least the fourth century. It's important to understand the title of queen is not meant to indicate power over others, but rather to underscore Mary's relationship to Christ. In other words, because Mary is the mother of Christ the King, it's logical she would be called a queen. A modern example would be the mother of Queen Elizabeth II of England, who was known as the Queen Mother. Now let's examine how various popes have supported Mary's queenship as Queen of Peace. In 1917, when World War I was raging, then Pope Benedict XV added to the Litany of Loretto, which is the Litany of the Blessed Virgin Mary, the title and the invocation, Queen of Peace. This Pope of Peace desired that the Catholics of the world pay through Mary's intercession as Queen of Peace for an end to the de devastating world war. It appears these prayers were answered at Fatima, for a Blessed Mother stated to the children through her prophecies that World War I would end soon. It did end on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month of 1918. Pope Pius XII quotes St. Alphonsus Liguori who wrote, because the Virgin Mary was raised to such a lofty dignity as to be the mother of the king of kings, deservedly and by every right, the church has honored her with the title of queen. He also had an encyclical letter to the queen of heaven. It states, Mary has been made queen of heaven and earth by God, exalted above all the choirs of angels and all the saints. She is to be called queen, not only because of her divine motherhood, but because she, by the will of God, had an outstanding part in the work of our eternal salvation. She was given the power of, by her son of bestowing on us the fruits of redemption. Pope Pius explains that Mary also merits this honor of the title because she played such an important role in bringing Christ the Redeemer to the world. Certainly in the full and strict meaning of the term, only Jesus Christ, the God of man is king, but Mary too is mother of the divine Christ as an associate in the redemption in the struggle with his enemies and his final victory over them as a share, though in a limited and analogous way in his royal dignity. Pope St. John Paul II said this, Christians look with trust to Mary Queen, that this exalts her filial abandonment to her who is mother in the order of grace. 
Mary's glorious state brings about a continuous and caring closeness. She is a queen who gives all that she possesses, participating above all in her life and love of Christ. Once asked how to bring peace into the world, he raised his rosary, the gift from Mary to the church, and he said, here is the way to peace. As an aside, I ran across a new way of praying the rosary, uh, in, shown in this booklet, if you can see it. Just got it yesterday. It's called the Contemplative Rosary with St. John Paul II and St. Teresa of Avila. I'm really looking forward to getting into this book and helping it in my prayer life. It can be purchased at Amazon and it's by the EWTN Publishing. Also, the collection of masses of the Blessed Virgin Mary published by the Congregation of Divine Worship in 1986 is a set of 46 masses intended for use at Marian shrines and for communities who wish to celebrate the Memorial Mass of the Blessed Virgin Mary on at Saturday. One such Mass is the Mass of Our Lady Queen of Peace. The Mass commemorates the cooperation of Our Lady and the reconciliation of peace between God and the human family brought about by Christ. In the mystery of the Incarnation, the lowly handmaid of the Lord receives God's word from an angel Gabriel and conceives in her virginal womb the Prince of Peace, Luke 1, 26, 28. In the mystery of the Passion, the faithful mother stands fearless beside the cross as her son sheds the blood for our salvation and reconciles all things to himself, again in peace. In the mystery of Pentecost, Our Lady, the Daughter of Peace, joins in prayer with the apostles as she awaits the spirit of unity and peace, love and joy. We are told by scholars that the word Ave or Hail means peace or joy to thee. So every time we salute her in the words of Saint Gabriel, we proclaim her as the peaceful one. She who is full of grace, are they not both the same? Peace, that is the constant prayer of the church. Lamb of God, grant us peace, is a daily prayer in the mass. Peace and true concord, peace and unity, is the earnest prayer in the litany of the saints. May they rest in peace, is the prayer repeated so many times a day for the poor souls. In the Mass of the Blessed Virgin from Easter time, the church sings, the rod of Jesse hath blossomed, a virgin hath brought forth God and man. God hath restored peace, reconciling in himself the lowest and the highest. The loveliest name of the Messiah to come was Prince of Peace, as given in the prophet Isaiah 9.6. A child is born to us, and his name shall be called the Prince of Peace. It is an unforgettable picture which Isaiah paints, the spiritual kingdom of Christ. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid. The calf and the lion and the sheep shall abide together, and a little child shall lead them. When Jesus was born into the world, was at peace, was his will to have things that way, to show that he was the bringer of peace and reconciliation. The first song heard above his crib was the angelic message of peace. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men of goodwill. He lived in peace at Nazareth for the many years of his hidden life. On the beginning of his public life, he declared the constitution of the new kingdom in the Beatitudes. He insisted on peace as an essential. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Um, it was the essence of the last will and testament. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. John 14, 27. His death on Calvary was a confirmation of peace to man, a lasting peace dearly purchased by his precious blood. And after the resurrection, his constant greeting was, 
Peace be to you, I fear, fear not. Luke 24, 36. The Prince of Peace at the beginning, the Prince of Peace at the end, the Prince of Peace for all eternity. It's a striking thing how often peace is spoken of in the epistles, yet not strange, for the whole theme of preaching of the apostles is the redemption, the reconciliation of man with God. There is no one whose life was modeled after that one of Jesus, as much as was Our Lady's. Being the cooperator with him in our redemption, she must be as like of him as possible. She was never at war with God, as the rest of men are. From the very first moment of her existence, she was, by her immaculate conception, preserved from sin, which is the only thing that can rob the soul of peace. She was a garden enclosed, where the tumult of the world could never enter. She was the fair chaste moon riding serene in the heavens. There is one mark of Mary's sanctity, it is her serenity of soul. She breathed forth peace like the flowers in her garden. It was not a false nirvana peace. And I love this next explanation, being a military person. It was a militant peace, as it became her, who was terrible as an army set in battle array. I can imagine Satan sees her that way. There are many examples of Mary's leading nations and individuals to peace. There are the old stock examples of Lepanto in Vienna, where she brought peace to a civilization that was threatened with annihilation. These innumerable interventions of Our Lady bearing the olive branch would fill many a book. Yes, important as they are to their preservation of the kingdom of God, they are little compared with her work in bringing peace to the individual soul. There are innumerable saints to testify to that. Some of them have been great sinners, their souls in turmoil, until Mary laid her quieting hand upon them and sent them forth to suffer and die with peace beyond understanding. The souls of the just are in the hand of God, and the torment of malice shall not touch them. In the sight of the unwise, they seem to die, but they are in peace. Wisdom 3, 1 through 3. Priest through Mary, that is the prayer which the church says on the feast of Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Most noble queen of the world, Mary ever virgin, intercede for our peace and salvation. She who always had been the olive branch, she who brought into the world the Prince of Peace, will not forget the world now. The Vicar of Christ knew the need of her help when he besought us to invoke her as Queen of Peace. She brought peace then. Blessed are the makers, blessed are the peace among women. It was really, if we really want peace for the world, we will cleanse our souls of sin, which after all is the only obstacle of peace. Now at the hour of death, the name of Mary is the peace bringer. In the name of the mother of God, prayed that St. Germanus be the last movement of my tongue speaking, that bearing the olive branch of peace. I may fly away and be at peace. Holy Mary is the first invocation of her litany. Queen of peace is the last. They are both the same. Our life, our sweetness, and our hope. Our eternal peace in the kingdom of peace with the Prince of Peace and the Queen of Peace. I would offer today that the world is not at peace. Their attempts to bring peace can only succeed, can never succeed without the grace provided by Jesus, especially through his mother. It is our role as Carmelites to be purveyors of peace through our prayers and lives in union with Jesus, the Prince of Peace, and his mother, Our Lady Queen of Peace. To that end, let us bow our hearts, let us bow our heads and pray. O loving God, your son Jesus Christ came into the world to do your will and leave us his peace. Through the intercession and example of our Blessed Mother Mary, Queen of Peace, grant us the wisdom and humility to reflect that peace to the world. 
inspire our thoughts, words, and deeds to bear witness to your presence in our hearts. May your Holy Spirit fill us with every grace and blessing so that we may, we may pursue what leads to peace for all humanity. Amen. Amen. Peace be to you all. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen.